Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Jim Lee. He's a financial futurist at Stratfi, where he has 30 years experience. He is also the author of the book, Foresight Investing, A Complete Guide to Finding Your Next Great Trade. And I have Dr. Jesse Carey. He has a doctorate in chemistry, a degree in history, and is a senior scientist at the Idaho National Lab. The question I have for the two of you today, what does it mean to be comfortable being uncomfortable? Jim, kick us off. Yeah, I would say in today's market, it's being comfortable not knowing what you're doing because things are changing so rapidly that uh, we all need to be uh, continual learners mm. and be on the edge of things where we no longer know what's going on or necessarily how to do things because the game has changed, the puck has moved, we need to be doing something differently now. So mm. I, I really think of learning and adoption as something of a survival skill that everyone needs to get comfortable with. Mm. If you are comfortable in doing what you're doing now, the way that you've been doing things, you run the risk of quick obsolescence. Mm. So I think that in order to really be at the edge of things, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. And if you want to grow, you got to stretch. Yeah, I, I agree with, with Jim's point there on how you, you really can't grow without being uncomfortable um, from anything you're going to be doing, from learning to always learning to things and being open to failure or you know, quite not getting it right or making mistakes um, or even just physical things when you're, uh, for me, I like to go out and, and work out a lot and, you know, just push things. Actually, yesterday I was actually uh, pushing 790 pounds with my legs. It's definitely not the most comfortable thing, but it's kind of fun when you have to afterwards. Like, oh, I did that. Like, all right. Yeah, I think for me, it's recognizing, oh, I'm uncomfortable in this situation, and not making decisions based on the uncon unconscious uncomfortableness. Does that make sense? So, is it that you're uncomfortable being comfortable, possibly? I can, I can be like, I can actually get like that. So if I just fall in too much of a lull, I, I kind of get like ants in my pants and want to go start doing something new. So I almost have to be uncomfortable. I think for me, it's about recognizing that I'm in a situation where I'm not exactly comfortable and being able to push through that as opposed to not realizing that I'm pausing or taking a step back because I'm, I've got fear or I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, there, there can be an element of self-preservation involved when you don't want to do something because it, it doesn't feel good. But, but then sometimes that just means that you need to really do it. Mm. So when we're saying be comfortable, because you see this in the press all the time, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I like what you said at the beginning, Jim, about not knowing what's going to happen and still doing the thing. And, and ideally having a little bit of fun with it mm. because we're just kind of playing around. Uh, what, what was the quote by that physicist? If we knew what we were doing, we wouldn't be calling it research. Right. And, and, and that's kind of the way that I think about a lot of these things these days is, okay, we're just going to try something new. We don't know if it's going to work. Uh, try to, to limit the downside if you can, but at least have fun doing it, you know? So we're we talking about being willing to, to fail or fall on your face? Is that what this say, if this topic means? I would, I think part of that, I think too, there's most failures aren't fatal. Mm. So appreciating that fact and kind of going like, yeah, it didn't work, but kind of just, you know, go on and do the new thing anyway. Kind of the, um, 
Thomas Edison quote, oh, I didn't fail, you know, was it 10,000 times? I just found 10,000 things that didn't work that led me to the solution that actually worked. But I just finished Jim Henson's autobiography, sorry, biography. I mean, like I started, you know, there's Sesame Street, there's the Muppets, there's Fraggle Rock, there's Labyrinth, and it's just all from one guy, right? Mm. Um, basically, because he was always driven to kind of do these new things and test out new technologies and see how that would work and, and go on from there. So I think it's kind of like one of those things too, where he was pretty comfortable being uncomfortable and, you know, checking out new things. And if he didn't, if it didn't work, he's like, that's okay. We're going to take that knowledge and then apply it to the next thing we're going to be working on and kind of just continually moving on to new things. I think the other thing to remember is that once you succeed, nobody remembers your failures. But when you're in the moment of failing, I was just talking to my sister before we got on this call and we were talking about how when we're getting ready for a thing, we're fine. When we're doing a thing, we're fine. But when we're done with the thing, that's when we start to worry about are people going to judge me? Did I do it wrong? Did Am I going to get a bad grade on it? Like we worry after there's nothing we can do about it because then it's just waiting for the judgment hammer to fall. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense to me. Sometimes if you don't have enough to do, then, then you're really in trouble, right? Because then you have time to think about it. But in terms of, of making mistakes, I think that that's one area that's kind of an American trait in terms of being willing to fail and fail fast and fail often. But I'm gonna add another clause to that and that is fail survivably, such that if it doesn't work out, you know, have a plan B or don't have your whole business stake on it. It's one thing to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's a different thing to be comfortable failing to the point of dying or killing the business. I think that recognizing that line is important. It, it feels like right now, a lot of companies are, are getting religion when it comes to profitability and when it comes to cash flow and, and financial discipline. Mm. And that's probably not bad um, because that keeps things going. What we were doing business-wise previously for our startup culture was fun for a while, just burning through a lot of cash and trying new things, but that was not sustainable. Ultimately, you're in the business of being in business and providing services to people. Jesse, when it comes to chemistry and science, how far can you push that line with uncomfortable before you just, the science blows up and it doesn't work? Well, I, I've actually blown up a number of things. So <laughs> um, <laughs> knowing you, that does not surprise me. Sometimes it was intentional. Um, I can't get into the details of this one, but yeah, the, a couple of times it was, it was intentional. Several other times it was not. Um, and the ones that are not, yeah, you kind of learn, okay, how do we not do this again? Um, cause it's usually mm -hmm. how you clean up the mess afterwards is either expensive or time consuming, or in many cases, actually really dangerous. But as you get better with age, as you realize kind of Jim was pointing out, yeah, you can make those mistakes, but you want to make the mistakes so that you can still, you know, make another mistake, uh, as opposed to that's going to be your last mistake. And then you're done. It's okay to be uncomfortable, but how do you recognize when you're pushing that uncomfortability envelope to the point of being dangerous? I think for some, at least for some of the chemistry stuff, um, there is a fair amount of prior knowledge that's there, hmm. uh, but it really does involve, well, this could happen. We kind of like, if you want to call it like a pre-mortem and it's okay, what are the worst possible scenarios? You know, how are they most likely going to occur? And if so, how are we going to deal with it? More often than that, I would say there's more diving into things and, um, you know, just charging ahead without kind of thinking, how do we actually, you know, have an explosion safe? For me, it's when I start pushing other people's buttons and they start getting uncomfortable too. Then you really know you're onto something. But this also raises sort of another interesting question for me. And that is, 
to what degree is having a certain amount of failure necessary to be truly confident in what you're doing? Oh, yeah. mm. I think so. I and I, I I give this example often in that if you watch these regularly, you know, I'm in a really good relationship. Russ and I have a really good partnership. And I don't think had I not had two spectacularly awful marriages prior to marrying him, I probably would not appreciate how good this one is because I might think that it's boring when in reality, no, it's just calm. And those are two very different things. That's I've certainly made my share of mistakes. Um, but I, I think part of it too is, I guess, sort of, that's a great question, Jim. I think you almost have to make mistakes. Like when you ever see somebody who's um, made these great successes, as you also mentioned that earlier, uh, Robin, like you don't keep in mind, no one really tracks all the failures, but without that, you needed that to kind of toughen up to get to where you're going or just learn from those aspects. No, this is actually what I want or this is where we want to go. Um, so I think yeah, it's a kind of a necessary evil, if you want to call it that. Well, and if you don't ever push it to the point where you know where that breaking point is, aren't you just staying mediocre? If you don't try, you can't fail. But if you never fail, you don't know how far you can actually get. Right. That's like Jesse pushing, what was it, 795 pounds or something? I mean, that was- 190, yeah. That's big. That's really big. I think the idea of being comfortable being uncomfortable comes down to how far can you push the envelope and are you pushing it far enough and recognizing that you're pushing it? I think that that too is a big factor because if you don't recognize you're doing it, that's when you blow past it spectacularly because you weren't paying attention. So I think there is a line there to consider. So this has been a really interesting conversation. I'm going to have to think about this more. Thank you so much for having with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.